Um, I got into GW, Vanderbilt, and Ohio State and UMBC, but I chose to go to UMBC to save more money just because GW was like 80000 a year. Vanderbilt was even more. college kids welcome back to my podcast who cares about college in today's episode i'll be interviewing mershad so could you please introduce yourself sure hi everyone my name is mershad devon i am a third year student majoring in biology and physics on a pre-med track at umbc and i'm also calling i have the privilege of serving as a elected um president of our student government association as well for umbc yeah so we'll get into your kind of extracurriculars at UMBC a little bit later, but let's start with when you first started in high school or middle school, when you first started preparing for college. So mm-hmm. who was it that initiated the process? Was it you or was it pressure from your parents or you saw your friends, you know, starting preparing and you said like, oh, maybe I should start as well. So when did so that was, all happen? It was a mixture of, it was a mixture of all of it, right? So every, everyone in my life in high school and middle school kind of had an influence in, you know, the path that I was going to take in college. Um, a big part of it was my parents. They wanted me to go to medical school and um, I wanted to go to medical school as well. But, um, you know, they kind of pushed me to go to medical school a lot. And a lot of my friends also wanted to go to medical school. So that path was, you know, paved for me from the start. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in high school and in um, middle school, I didn't I didn't do much. <laughs> I didn't do that well in middle school. But um, uh, my freshman and my senior uh, sophomore year in high, high school, I kind of slacked as well. But my junior year and my my senior year, I started, you know, really, really buckling in and taking a lot of APs and, you know, studying for the SATs and the ACTs just so I can get into a good school. And, you know, a lot of my friends didn't even want to go to UMBC. Um, you know, they mainly wanted to go to UMD or, um, you know, one of the other big schools like Towson's big USM schools like Towson, Salisbury. Um, yeah, so I was like one of the only one of my, me and two of my other friends were the only people that I knew from my high school that went to UMBC. But um, we've been loving it ever since. <laughs> yeah. So did you always have in mind that you would go to a school in Maryland? Or did you ever think, or maybe your parents asked you, like, oh, would you ever consider going out of state to some sort of school? Yeah, so I actually did apply to, um, you know, a few schools outside of Maryland. Of course, mm-hmm. I want to stay local just so I can stay close to family in case something happened, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um. Uh, yeah, and also did not. I did not want to also pay for the out-of-state tuition as well. That was a big problem. Um, a lot of schools that I applied to that was you know out-of-state, the tuition was a lot, and you know it was just not something that I could afford. Um, so I, I decided to stay local. Uh, was your like family in that position where you're not rich enough to pay the tuition, but not poor enough to receive significant financial aid out-of-state, like middle-class oh. basically? So <laughs> um, I would say a little bit lower than middle class, maybe, um, you know, I, I do receive some financial aid. I do receive, a, you know, a generous amount of financial aid, but um, I'm also taking out loans myself besides uh, the work that I do in school that I help to, you know, pay for school. Um, yeah, but my family contribution to my education is zero to none. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, either, I'm either getting grant scholarships or, you know, taking out some loans or paying for school myself. I see. Okay. Okay. And did your parents kind of make that clear to you that it would just be more prudent for you to go to UMBC? And since you are on the pre-med, just it's wiser to Mm -hmm. go to UMBC and then branch out somewhere else. 
Yeah, so my parents were actually, you know, um, they they wanted the best for me. They actually wanted me to go like to one of uh, one of the best schools, like John Hopkins or Cornell, or mm. you know, one of those Ivy Leagues. But um, you know, I I personally chose UMBC just because you know it, it was a smaller school. It was more homey to me, if I, if that makes sense. You know, orientation. I just I just loved everyone. So I was like, yeah, I really want to go here. But um, you know, they. They, they told me that, you know, don't worry about money, like go wherever you want to, like, as long as, you know, you get a good education, you'll be able to pay it off later in your, in your, in your life. But I just didn't want to take that on. Right. I didn't want to like yeah. come out of undergrad with like $20,000 in loans. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem nowadays. Yeah. Okay. So we can start, we can, you know, talk about the financial aid process a little bit later on, but sure. let's go back to when you started preparing for high school. So can you tell me a little bit about your high school transcript? And so you said you kind of slacked off freshman and sophomore year. So what did you do in your junior and senior year to make it up? Sure. So my sophomore and freshman year, I did not take a lot of APs. I was taking maybe an honor class or two. Um, I had a few Bs that I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about my, my future for college all that much. Come junior year, um, you know, I saw that everyone was hustling and getting ready for the SATs and ACTs and, you know, um, taking a lot of AP classes just so they can transfer to college with a hefty amount of credits. And, you know, I decided to do the same. So I took seven APs my junior year, um, going from zero to, yeah, the, the previous years I was taking one. I was taking AP and SL. And I remember that transition being really, really hard, but it was also really, really fruitful for me, you know, just I pushed my limits and my um, you know, I increased my potential as as a student and honestly it was fruitful. And that was the first year I've ever gone straight A's in all my classes, <laughs> which is interesting, that, right? That is um, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, yeah, that was the year when I decided to, you know, just be active in my school community. I, you know, in high school, my junior year, I started doing a lot of extracurriculars as well. Um, I started a few clubs on my own. I was also part of, you know, the varsity co-ed volleyball team and, um, I was also doing theater on the side. So I was just, I was handling all these different things just so I could get into a good school. And honestly, that translated into my senior year too. Like I started taking the same amount of APs. I guess, I think if I, if I remember correctly, I took six, six APs my um, senior year and, um, you know, continue on with all the extracurriculars that I had. So, okay, that's, that's blowing my mind. So sense. you were like <laughs> an average student, freshman, sophomore year. Yes. And then you go into junior year with a bunch of APs and like, I don't know which school you went to, but like the school I go to in Maryland is very competitive and like mm -hmm. AP is like a really serious thing. So how was it for you just managing your time from going from zero to seven and getting straight A's in those and then having a bunch of extracurriculars on the side? So mm -hmm. how did you manage that? Did you sleep? <laughs> so I did, I did get some sleep. <laughs> so I was busy from seven to seven. Uh, that, that was my daily life. You know, I, and every day, right. Cause I had practice Saturdays and Sundays. So my weekends weren't even like, you know, my weekends, but honestly, I loved it for me personally, you know, the years before I did, I didn't have like a sense of purpose. You know, I just went to school. I came back and I played Minecraft until 12 AM and, you know, I did some homework and then I went to sleep and then the day repeated again. So it was just really boring and, you know, bland, mm -hmm. um, my freshman and sophomore year. That's why I decided to change things up just because, you know, I, I'm personally a person that, you know, grows the most in face of pressure and, you know, in face of challenging myself and pushing my limits. So I decided to do that. And honestly, it was really fruitful and I, I could take on more 
the next the following year. So I was basically preparing myself for college because I, I I was hearing how heavy you know the workload for college courses are going to be, and I knew that AP AP courses were you know the closest to the to what an ideal college experience is going to be like. So that's why I decided to you know prepare myself for AP. And but um, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, go ahead. Okay. And um, in terms of time management, uh, you know, you know, it was hard at first, but you get you get used to it, right? Just because you know, since you're in high school, you have you have that time and you have that slot to experiment and learn. And, you know, I did that and it was, it was, it was fruitful. Okay, that's good. So did you end up taking AP tests for all of those classes or at least some of them? Yes. I did take AP tests for most okay. of my classes. Yes. And so what was the average score that you got? So, um, I got the lowest I got was threes. Um, I don't know what the average score was, but I do know that I went to I went into UMBC with a hefty amount of credits. That's good. Yeah, because like, you yeah. ended up taking like 13 in the end, right? I, I think I had a total of 15 by the time I graduated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Including freshman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So with those credits, did you have what intention did you have with them? Did you intend to graduate early maybe and save on tuition? Or did you just want to get rid of some classes like the common classes everyone mm. needs to take and then just go deeper into your field of study. So what was your intention with taking all those APs besides, you know, having a good transcript? So um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of reasons, right? So first of all, money is something, you know, a credit that I can take in high school for free is a thousand dollars. I'm saving college, <laughs> you know? So that was, that was something that I wanted to do. Um, but also, you know, I, I didn't want to graduate early just because the school that, you know, UMBC is giving me a four-year scholarship and it's a hefty scholarship. So I want to, you know, you want to, I want to use that as much as possible. I mean, maybe get like a minor or two. So I wanted to decrease my workload in my undergraduate career. And, you know, that was the easiest way to do it. And um, I did, I did, I did come out with about like 46 credits, which put me ahead a year, but that way I spanned out, you know, the rest of my major credits within within like the four years that I have so instead of taking those 17 credit semesters I took like 14 credit and you know I was doing comfortably I was doing a lot of extracurriculars on the side as well okay that's good okay let's move on to another part of your transcript which would be your GPA so I'm pretty sure you had an unweighted and weighted so can you tell us what those two were if you remember them and on what scale because scale is important and it differs for each school Sure. I think for my, if I'm not mistaken, for my high school, for my un, for my unweighted was um, 3.71 out of out of four, and for my weighted was 4.2 out of five. 4.2 out of five. And was that about average, above average, or below average for the schools you were applying? I think it was okay. So I I, I applied to a myriad of different schools. I applied to some mm-hmm. Ivy leagues. I applied to some you know um, schools out of state. I applied to some schools in state. They all had different requirements, mm-hmm. but um for UMBC, I know it was about average or maybe a little bit above average. I see. Okay. Okay. And then for the Ivies, you need to have like a four point nine eight. So it's <laughs> yeah, it literally needs so many for those Ivy schools. Yeah completely different story okay so let's move on to the extracurriculars which you started also loading into your schedule junior senior year so and you said you started some clubs too so can you take me through the major extracurriculars that you ended up putting on your college application 
Sure. So for my college application, you know, my theater was my theater experience was a big one just because I did, you know, three years of theater, Mm -hmm. different productions, different things, leading roles, supplemental roles. And it taught me a lot. And, you know, I just I put that on one of my essays and I use that a lot in my college application. I was also president of a charity organization, which was, you know, uh, it was called Pause. It worked with um, uh, close shelters, animal shelters in our in our community, and um, raised money for it. I was also president of our Asian um, Student Association, which you know was a cultural organization in high school, and um, it was like one of the biggest. It was one of the biggest, you know, organizations in my high school just because we provided free food and a general body meetings and everyone wanted to come to that. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, I also managed and I managed the girls volleyball team. Um, I went to Northwest High School in Montgomery County. So our volleyball team, our girls volleyball team were like four times state champions and they needed a lot of managers. So I did that as well. And aside from that, my junior year was when I did a semester, I think, a semester and a half of co-ed varsity, but I had to, you know, relax just because I had so much going on with, you know, SATs, college applications, the APs that I was taking and my other extracurriculars. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I, you know, I just let that go. But I still had a lot left on my plate that I should that I could have focused on. You said theater was like really special to you. So I'm guessing you did theater because you obviously like theater, but what exactly did you learn from there? Like, what did you learn any skills? Because in every extracurricular, you learn something, Yes. you know, whether it's a job or you're running an organization, which we'll talk about too. So what did you learn from there? So um, for, from theater, I learned a lot of social skills and a lot of, you know, um, communication. Communication is key, right? Just because you're communicating with the director, with the dance directors, with other actors, um, and I also learned how to be organized and, you know, just organized within a group. Uh, like, for example, if you had dance numbers, you know, that took a lot of organization and, you know, coordinating with other peer, with other peers. So, um, you know, and besides that, it was just a lot of like communication and skills um, experience. Like my field has nothing to do with theater. So in terms of experience regarding theater, like I don't, I can't apply any of that to my, you know, daily day studies, but um, it taught me a lot of communication skills. Okay. And what about the the organization that you ran? So how, first of all, how did you get to that position? Because mm-hmm. you started your junior year? Um, yeah. So two of them, I started my junior year um, and it, and it's, and it um, stayed throughout to, um, you know, my senior year. So um, how did I, uh, your question was, how did I start? Yeah, how did you start? And then like, how did you climb yourself up to that position? Because a lot of people who get to the top are people who started like freshman year or something or Mm -hmm. sophomore year. And then by senior year, they're like at the top or vice president or something. Sure. So it was a similar thing. It was a similar concept in my high school with the big organizations. Like, for example, the honor societies, right? Um, You start as a freshman year, you take like a, you know, secretary role and then you rise up to, you know, president, vice president or whatever. Um, for my clubs, I know that they were both created in the same year that, you know, that I, I, I ran for it. Like I helped create the clubs that, you know, I ran, oh. um, like for example, um, the Asian, uh, the Asian student association was created in tandem with one of my best friends that, you know, um, was also passionate about that. And I was like, okay, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can run it and it'll be fun. And same with pause. It was like one of my other friends that we decided to, you know, create the club ourselves. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. That's good. Mm. That must have looked amazing on your college application, I have to say. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned one thing when you were talking, which I completely forgot about, which is SAT. So you said you took the SAT. So can you tell me the preparations you had in taking that SAT? And then what did your final score, your super score end up being? Sure. So I actually didn't like take any SAT prep classes. I didn't even study much for it. Just the, just the, just the, you know, the education that I received at Northwest High School, you know, that's, that's what I used for it. Um, my high score, not, not, what is it? Not super score. <laughs> my high score, not super score was 1420, I think. And a super score that was like 1450 or something. Um, so not the best, but you know, uh, definitely above average, but, um, Without yeah, study, so, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know, this was like, I, my math, my math skills are really, really good. You know, I, I got like an 800 in math, but my English was really, really hard just because I was, you know, uh, a foreign student. I didn't know much English in high school. So it was just like, you know, you, <laughs> you know, the struggle. Yeah. yeah. So you were a foreign student. Did you like immigrate here? In yes. Like- so, yes. So I moved here, um, my seventh grade, I moved here seventh grade. Yeah. Mid halfway through seventh grade, um, from Iran, um, it was it was it was really really interesting because the cultures are so different and I didn't know the language so assimilation and you know just like assimilating into the culture was really really interesting mm-hmm. and fun. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, did you make that a uh, bigger part of your application? Like, did you kind of highlight that in your application? Because a lot of students, when they're mm-hmm. like they immigrate or perhaps they had parents who immigrated and they need to like help their parents out in the new. Mm-hmm in America, they write, mm-hmm. they write about that or they like try to highlight it. So did you do the same or did you so, try to avoid it? I was, I was actually not a first generation, you know, U.S. college student. My dad actually went to school here and grad school oh. afterwards and then moved back to Iran and started a family. And then we came back here when I was around 12. Um, I actually chose not to focus on, you know, on my immigration status and, you know, the, the, you know, my, my experience coming into us just because I, I personally felt that my other achievements, like my academic and my extracurricular achievements were more highlight worthy than that. But, um, you know, that's definitely something that's really, really important to, you know, tell your colleges once you're applying, just because it, it does, it does, you know, leverage you against a, a big amount of students. I see. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's good because a lot of people do write about it. So it's kind of like, should I not write about it? Cause it kind of seems <laughs> yeah. general and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to your essays, and then I have, and then we're gonna move on to the colleges that you considered and applied to and stuff. Sure. So, did you apply Common Application for most of the schools? Yeah. So, actually, I only did Common Application. I did not do Coalition App. What was the idea behind your Common App essay, and how did you kind of approach it? So, my Common App essay was actually about. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best essay, honestly, but it was about you know. Um, uh, one of our lead actresses and, um, you know, and theater. And I just tied her work into my own work. And, you know, I just like started with, you know, describing the way she acts, describe how, you know, the audience see her and then, um, you know, describe how I aspire to be someone like that, you know, someone who is, you know, super ambitious, super, uh, you know, this, this girl was amazing, bro. Like every, everyone liked her. Everyone liked her. And, you know, I just, she was so well-rounded and she actually ended up going to Colorado, Colorado school. And, you know, that's a person that I wanted to be like, I, I aspire to be ambitious and, you know, successful like her. So I wrote my college essay around that. And, um, 
yeah, it was like a page and a half. It wasn't the best essay. I actually did not spend all that much time on my comment app, which I regret heavy, heavy, heavily. <laughs> I, you know, my 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 essays were not the best, but um, I'm what I'm assuming, you know, got me to school was my extracurriculars and my AP, AP scores and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> okay, and then what about the different supplementals that each college you know they require you to like oh why would you want to come to this school why do you want to come to this school or how do you think you're going to contribute to our school so how did you handle those and did you take those more seriously than the common app essay again um no just because i was also like you know facing some personal problems during the time that i was you know some familial issues that during the time where i was applying to college and aside from that i was taking you know a lot of on for high school yeah. so I didn't have much time to focus on my common application I know for my essays I didn't put that much you know effort into it they, they still ended up being good just because I had each essay reviewed by you know one of my English my English teachers um you know my AP Lang my AP Lit teacher um they still were very well-rounded but the idea behind it were that weren't that strong they weren't that you know you know mm-hmm. the that that good and that's something that I regret right if I went back right now I would I would definitely like spend more time on my application and try to get to those big school appeal to those big schools yeah and then okay so we've gone through the different components of your application so what I want to do now is can you take me through how you created a college list like the colleges that you wanted to apply to both in-state and out-of-state and then one thing I want you to answer is something I've been like I've been introduced to and I've been thinking about. So when you have a student who has a lot of APs, has good grades, has strong extracurriculars, you would expect that they would apply to maybe like higher, harder to get into schools. And then so I've been introduced introduced to the idea that schools that are less selective, you know, safety schools or maybe like moderately selective schools may reject a student because they know that they're not their first choice at all. So like mm-hmm. I've I've been kind of worried about that. I'm like, what? I don't want to get rejected LMBC because they don't think I'm going to go there. So take me through the process of creating a college list. And then did you have that kind of worry or did you ever think about that? Sure. I actually, that worry is very interesting to me because I feel like, you know, a college would fight to have that very, very well-rounded student, even if they, you know, even if they think that they're going to another school. So that was, that's actually the first time I heard that. It's really interesting to me. But um, for me personally, I, you know, the way I went about selecting my schools was that, you know, recommendations, first of all, like I, I look at what my friends were applying to and, you know, what, what programs that they had. Um, so I can tell you a list of the schools that I applied to. Actually, sure. I applied to um, a few really, really hard to get into schools and a few safety schools and then a few in between. Um, you know, I've, I applied to Cornell, which was, you know, Ivy League. I actually visited a campus. It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Um, I applied to um, John Hopkins as well, um, Vanderbilt, um, Ohio State University, George Washington, um, George Washington University, uh, and UMBC. And UMBC was my safety. Um, I got into GW, Vanderbilt, and Ohio State and UMBC, but I chose to go to UMBC to save more money just because GW was like 80000 a year, Vanderbilt was even more, and then Ohio State was like 50000 a year. So I was like, no, I'm just going to go to UMBC, which is like 20000 a year for me. <laughs> oh, you got into Vanderbilt early? Yes. <laughs> wow. It was interesting. I, I I was like, is this a mistake? Like, why am I? Why? <laughs> How did that happen? And you said that your parents were like, oh, don't worry, you know, just go to the school that you want. So when you did get into GW, which is a 
I think it's more selective than UMBC. I think it's around like 40%-ish yes. now. And Vanderbilt is obviously like very hard to get into. Yes. So did your parents ever say like, oh, you know, you got into these schools, they're good schools, you should like go. Or did did you have that kind of battle or were they like, okay, just choose the school that you want to? So my parents actually, like my parents are pretty, like they, they initially were really, really involved in my in my school career, like come middle school and, you know, um, maybe earlier in high school. But um, after that, they kind of like, you know, separated themselves from, you know, my school. Um, they still have some influence on a daily basis just because, you know, they want me to stay on track and do well. But um, they were like, they, they told me not to worry about money. They were like, you know, just go to a school that you think is best for you. Go to a school that you think is best for you. But they, they did say that, you know, they wanted me to stay local to Maryland just because, you know, they wanted to be around me just because they had their jobs. I didn't want to lose that. But um. Yeah, they, they were supportive of whatever school that I went to. I actually went to orientation to UMBC with my mom. And she was like, this is a beautiful campus. Like, you know, if you want to go here, I'm all for it. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's close. I like the school, so might as well. Yeah, so did you apply? So you applied to like the top schools. Did you just apply to see if you would get in or kind of maybe consider? Because I know a lot of people are like, let me just apply to Harvard. Let's see if I'll get into Harvard, you know? That's basically, you know, the thought process that I had. The only top school that I really, really want to go to go to was Cornell. And that's because, you know, the, the campus is amazing. It's so beautiful. They have a waterfall in the middle of campus. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's amazing. Um, yeah, that was like one of the main schools that I wanted to, one of the main Ivy Leagues that I wanted to go to, top schools. But um, I didn't have much, you know, preference just because I knew whichever school I would go to, I would, you know, make my own path and be successful in whatever way I can. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just basically, you know, hoping to go to a school that was very well structured. And, um, you know, UMBC is one of those schools that was very, very well, well structured and organized and super structured. So I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Yeah. UMBC is still a very good school. Like I yeah. thought I, I, I'm thinking like here it is like my safety school or whatever. And I think a safety school is about 70 for me. It's like about 70%, 65, 70. But then when I looked, it was like 50 some percent. And I was like, Oh, this is no joke. I need yeah. to actually like try UMBC is good. So yeah. And Maryland schools are just good in general. Yeah, so. yeah. And one last thing. So you never considered applying to UMD. Cause I think like every Maryland student just like, you know, let's just apply, you know, <laughs> No, I actually never considered applying to UMD just because I, you know, a majority of my school wanted to go to UMD and I just wanted to get away from my high school. <laughs> you know, I did not, I did not want to repeat high school and going into UMD was going to be high school 2.0 for me. So I just kind of strayed away from that. I was like, no, I don't want this. Um, And I actually didn't want to go to like, I, you know, at first I didn't want to go to UMBC just because, you know, the, 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 the thought, the conception behind it, just because it's a commuter school, it doesn't have, you know, mm-hmm. a love life, uh, a, a live social life. Sorry. That's what mm-hmm, I meant. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's certainly not true, but, um, yeah, but, people say that just because it's a smaller school and, you know, you only a big, bigger school. So people automatically assume that, but, um, you know, it's not yeah, true. people tend to say that about smaller schools that are not like prestigious private schools. So yeah. That wraps up part one of my interview with Mashad. Make sure to subscribe so you know when part two will come out. But other than that, I hope to see you then. Yeah.